perpetually standing in the breach and always ready to stay in the fight. I to you don't know what this is. Broadcast location <laughs> presented by AR500 uh, the Armored Republic cometh. I think our board operator might this have the wrong lock and load. Yeah. <laughs> I think the wrong logs are pulled up. That's uh, some heavy music though. Lock and load. This is not lock and load. Um I guess that's another show on the the network that we're on. I don't know. Uh, hopefully other things are not broken at our network studios and somebody just opened up the wrong set of logs. Uh, we'll we'll try to figure that out here as, uh, as time goes on. You are actually listening to Free Talk Live, and it is an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint, and uh, we'll have our all of our panelists in here in a moment, but right now it's it's me, Ian. Silver Dave. Yeah, and Johnson is expected to arrive here shortly. On the way here tonight, I know uh, Johnson had a story about a guy who's being prosecuted over the length of, I think it's the length of the grass in his lawn. Uh, and so we can get into that. But also, uh, Dave, you're here and you're former military special forces. Is that right? That's right, Ian. And uh, so you've had a little bit of experience being over in places like Afghanistan, and you've seen a few things That's here and right. there, um, including some uh, things that might have to do with drug manufacturing in That's right. Afghanistan. Uh, you had brought in an article previously on another Tuesday night episode that you were on, which was from like back in 2012, and it was a photograph of this guy uh, in fatigues with a stick, and he was purportedly eradicating... I think it was opium poppies or something That's like right. that. That's right. That stick represents about $100 trillion in technology and research and development. Right. So we laughed about it because it's absurd uh, on its face, but that is, it was like a real story from, I think it was like military.com or something like that. Yeah, usmil.com. Like sort of, yeah, some kind of army related, uh, I don't know if it was an official arm of the, the U.S. military, but at the very least it was, it seemed sanctioned by them to to some extent. It's one, that's one of their official U.S. Army dot mill yeah. is like the official non-classified sort of public relations news site for that, the public to consume. I yeah, see. that the army propaganda. uses. It's just straight propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that really, to me, that really just goes to show how they don't really want to stop the drugs when they highlight, take a look at our efforts to stop the drugs, and they show one guy with a stick. Hitting yeah, plants I mean, in a giant field that's like like fifty miles wide by fifty miles wide, and it's one guy. Yeah, and it felt like it should have been something that you saw in the Onion, one of these satire <laughs> uh, publications online, just because it was so just just on its face ridiculous and laughable. Um, but it's not a joke, right? Like this is a real thing where. You've done a lot of digging here. I don't know if it was uh, today or when you did it, but you, you came in with a stack of, uh, of show prep here re- related to this whole discussion about the U.S. military, maybe other government agencies such as the CIA and, and others that uh, have long been accused of being involved in drug distribution. So what, you're, what, you, you know, what you've uncovered here is yet another possible example of this yeah so i mean you know just to kind of uh open that a little more 
the drug war is a lot of the reason why I'm no longer in the military. You know, I had a few different experiences that led me to believe that I don't trust what's really going on. And one of them was, you know, I spent his time in Afghanistan where almost every objective that we would go to is a giant field of poppy plants. And we're going from this place to the next place, and it's always giant fields of poppy plants. And so I bring up the question, why are we not torching these fields or Mm. burning down these manufacturing plants? And, of course, they would tell us, no, 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 we can't do that because we don't want to hurt the local economy. (laughs) As though blowing up buildings isn't hurting the local economy. Right, right, of course. And so before I even start talking about the death count of civilian casualties over there, which I have also printed Mm -hmm. out, which I think really might uh, you know disturb you if you feel like you're being represented by these wars. I mean, I don't want that, but you know maybe that's what you want to spend your tax money on if you want to spend tax money at all. But anyway, uh, so I didn't really believe that they want to stop the drugs because they say, well, there's a war on drugs. Meanwhile, there's 70 different countries worth of military forces. I'm talking about you know the French, Chile, Italy. Germany, United States, every country's got some piece of this action, mostly probably because they can get a lot of uh, benef- uh, uh, weapon contracts and defense contracts. They get to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on I have and- a question for you. Uh, because Johnson I, joining I, us. Hello. I brought up a uh, kind of a conspiracy before because you mentioned this in a past show where we were on together. And I, I had mentioned kind of the conspiratorial idea that, well, they don't want to burn it because it's their poppies. Essentially, you think I, they're funding the plantings? I think that they're growing and selling, and they're they're responsible in part for distribution. Who's they? They the CIA? The, sure, the CIA. Some some branch of the government. They've been busted for doing it in the past. And, well, so it's funny you mention that because as we get deeper into the meat and potatoes of some of this stuff that I've uncovered, we're going to ask for your help out there, folks, because there is some 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 things we're really looking to try to find out. Some missing people including a gentleman from the CIA who was writing a book about this to expose the CIA and miraculously got charged with child pornography. But we couldn't find his case. And then went to prison. Meanwhile, his case is not on file with the records, even though there's a bunch of articles talking about him. Uh, It's almost like this guy disappeared. But before we get as far as that, his claim is the CIA has been responsible for trafficking drugs for 60-plus years. Now, whether I don't think CIA, he's the first person to claim that, and, and he's not the first person. Now, my claim is not to say that I know all the people that are behind the different pieces of it, but uh, you know, also when we get deeper into this, you know, I intend to show that according to the CDC Center for Disease Control, that the deaths from heroin overdose have quadrupled from 2001 to 2013, and that's awfully convenient because 2001 is when the United States invaded Afghanistan. And so that's awfully interesting. They take control of it, and that's when the production would go up. And I've also read articles that say the Taliban was against uh, so much poppy and heroin production, and that's why they had to be eliminated because certain crime families, like possibly the Bush crime family and other potentially, I'm not saying I know that they're behind it, but I think it's very possible (laughs) um, that, you know, these guys, they wanted more, you know, the classic. But before we go as far as that, it's hard go, to, to yeah. know where to start with all this. It's, it's kind of know. funny because there is there is an FTL promo, like a network promo mm-hmm. for like advertising Free Talk Live on a, you know, on a syndicate to say, you know, here's what Free Talk Live is about, you know, and listen to this. And there's one, uh, one of the promos 
is a caller calling in about I think is somebody named Jim Webb or or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember you know, the that one call. I, yeah. This well, is an old, a old really promo. old promo. You're like, who the hell is that? We don't know who this guy is. You know, why, right. why do we care? Okay, you know, he's been murdered or whatever. Or he died. And uh, I had, after that, looked up who that guy was. And it yeah. was like the San Jose Mercury News. Well, he had written a book on the CIA uh, being responsible for selling uh, um, crack and cocaine. Right. And yeah. And they really did kill this guy, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's, that's actually the one, one of the only promos I think I've ever pulled off the air just because oh, we, really? were so, we were so wrong <laughs> in making that promo and yeah. doing that to that but, guy. But that happened like so. So long ago. Yeah, that know, was, was back like, in the local days, I think, right. or, or or the very least, like the first year of syndication. It's Maybe, a, it's yeah. an old. It was definitely Florida. We were yeah. in Florida at the time. Yeah, so that's a long T- time Tim ago. Webb, no, this. not Tim Webb. Shoot, I forget what who it was. Yeah, There's probably people like shouting his name at the, <laughs> at, at the radio. San right Jose now. Mercury News. He was a writer for for that, and then he also wrote, wrote a book, apparently. There's a uh, uh, somebody in the uh, chat room whose name I'm not going to say on the air is posting <laughs> photographs. Of uh, of troops standing guard in poppy fields. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you just said that. That's so by first, the way, discord.lrn.fm if you want to see that. If you're not sure if it's real, you could just Google. And I don't have to show you pictures that might exist off the internet. But on the internet, there are tons of pictures. They're just all over. How come there are all these pictures of poppies in Afghanistan? There's all these soldiers in Afghanistan, but it's not being stopped. Makes me wonder... Maybe there's some kind of tyrannical situation going on. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Plus, the guy who might lose his home because he didn't cut his grass uh, in Florida, of course, on the way. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and of course, you can join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. Maybe you want to comment on the allegations surrounding the CIA or other government agencies and their level of either protection of the opium trade in Afghanistan or the actual involvement with, beyond just you know keeping them safe and not burning uh, the fields down or whatever, watching over them, as uh, we saw some of the photos being posted on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. If you want to comment on that, you're welcome to. Uh, Silver Dave's been doing a lot of digging, and he's got some some info to share, so we can get into that. But again, our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. I do want you to know about how to get 20% off one of the most interesting, useful, and sort of counterintuitive-seeming uh, dental products out there. It's my magic mud, and it is a black tooth powder, which is the counterintuitive part. The idea that putting a black powder on your teeth is or going anything to, called mud, yeah, is going to help <laughs> you. Uh, but it does actually. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth. It's a black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay, and you can uh, you can grab it at he- uh, health food stores these days. We've we've known these folks since they were just getting started in their home. Uh, several years back in in the Austin, Texas area. Now they've got a factory and they're employing a bunch of people and their product, My Magic Mud, is available in places like Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, and Walmart's Natural Beauty Aisle. Uh, You know when you made it to Walmart, you've made it. 
Uh, so that's a pretty big deal. But you can get 20% off of your My Magic Mud and their other associated products like uh, mouthwash and toothpaste over at MyMagicMud.com. These are natural products. MyMagicMud.com. Code FTL20 to get you that 20% off at MyMagicMud.com. As we continue here, on the way, uh, the man who may be losing his home because he didn't cut his grass to the bureaucrats' liking in Florida. Johnson's got that story. They've so, just been... this this. Florida in the grass. They've just been doing this for a very long time. But This is the latest yeah, uh, iteration this, of it. This particular city is uh, worse. We'll get into it on the way. But uh, Silver Dave, you've got a stack of information there. And it's just like I said earlier, it's hard to know where you start in this kind of you know nebulous morass of uh, information that's sort of hard to really get even a hold of. Because as you were learning, as you were trying to research this guy who said he was a CIA agent who was coming out and like writing a book about his experience with the CIA and their involvement in the in the war on drugs and or protecting or actually importing drugs but we haven't gotten to read the book yet Dave have we no no in fact i can't find the book or any anything from this guy anymore since 2017 it's like he's disappeared and so is his book and actually you know, before I just get into who this guy is and how I even found out about him, just one more tidbit. If you didn't catch what we said before, just to you know, read you on, you know, bring you on target. If the U.S. military or the United States government wanted to stop the heroin in one hour, they could stop it. They have fixed wing aircraft, rotary wing aircraft, Spectre drones, uh, Spectre gunships, excuse me, and Predator drones. They have so much stuff they could shut it down. They don't need a guy with a stick mm-hmm. to hit down the plants. They could shut it down very easily. They obviously don't want to. Anyway, okay. so... So this guy's name is John Abbotsford. Yeah. So here we go. John F. Abbotsford. And so how did you find out about him in the first place? So I found out about him because uh, a friend of mine posted on a Facebook page just uh, la- yesterday morning. Jay. You mean Jay, Jay Noon, Noon. That's right. One of our and co-hosts. He's a co-host, and he's uh, he's also a heck of a guy, but... Uh, so Jay Noon posts this thing and says, Dave, you should talk about this for uh, on Free Talk Live. And it says, you know, the news article says, uh, record-breaking production year of opium in U.S.-occupied Afghanistan. And this is from a few years ago. But that article is, yeah, it's a few years old. But So I read the article, and I start looking at statistics, and then I come across this article. And it's from... We are change. Uh, we are change. Did one and also night into light. Here's the headlines. Here, retired CIA. Uh, excuse me, retired CIA agent. We quote. We run the Afghan opium trade. Cheyenne, uh, W Y. What is that? Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, a retired CIA agent recently convicted of possession of child pornography accuses the United States government of trying to frame him as he is about to release a book that will blow the lid off of the CIA's drug smuggling operations in Afghanistan, reveals the Cheyenne Herald this morning. John F. Abbotsford, a 38-year-old Afghan war veteran that has also served his country as a CIA analyst, has recently been convicted of possession of child pornography. Accusations, he claims, have been made up by the United States government to stop the publication of his upcoming book, The CIA in Afghanistan, 30 Years of Drug Smuggling. This is a desperate attempt by the U.S. government to shut me up, 
He said in court, if I'm going to face jail time, I want the truth to be known before they get rid of me in prison, he told the judge. I'm not scared of their threats. Whatever happens, I will never shut up, he cried out in the courtroom. Well, what's interesting... Now, what's the source of this? So this one is Night Into the Light. Mm-hmm. And are they citing at, a source? Because there's... Uh, I found a... WorldNewsDailyReport.com. Yeah, okay. This may be satire. So, uh, according to r slash conspiracy, this particular site, uh, World News Daily Report, is a satire site. That uh, this may not have been... A real story. Well, I just see that underneath a picture that's sort of covered up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, there's, and I actually here's another article that said it's not satire, but they put up an article that said it was satire, which this, almost makes yeah, okay. me okay. World News Daily Report res- assumes all responsibility for the satirical nature of its articles and for the fictional nature of their content. So that explains why we couldn't find this guy on a uh, a pacer. Website. So basically, this was a fake story. Fake news. That's not to say it's untrue, right? Like all good satire has a kernel of truth in it, mm. right? It, it, it makes it believable because we've heard so much about the CIA and the drugs in Afghanistan. And I'm not saying that it's fake that, you know, they're it is involved. weird. There's like satire, you would think, and I'm looking at the story here from the World News Daily, Daily Report uh, as reposted on adam.curry.com. Yeah, because the story that was linked on the r slash conspiracy isn't even there. It's a 404 on their, on yeah, their website. So, so I found it on Adam Adam Curry's website, and uh, it it's not very satirical. <laughs> so I don't, you know, like... It, no, it's why it's plausible. Yeah, right? it's, like, it's I don't so think extremely it's... plausible that it, there, I don't see, like, even a hint of comedy in it. It's not like The Onion True. or something like that where well, you can go, <laughs> that's worth a chuckle. Like, there's nothing yeah, funny that, I mean, that in that sounds story. to me like another article that sort of is used to cover up this original article and maybe disguise it as satire. Because here's this, right, from another group. This is CLG, legitgov.org, new, or CLG News, legitgov.org your source for deep state truth breaking news and commentary and it says retired cia agent we run the afghan opium trade and it says important redaction update on this quote fictional story the headline and summary below Sounds so like they they already knew it was fake is what well, you're these saying. guys are saying below it's not fake and I'll read it in a minute. All right. 855-450 free. So far, this is sounding like it is not a real story. Uh, but if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us. The toll-free number here is 855-450 free, like freedom. However, again, you know, it's not it's plausible. And there's even another story on the uh, World Net Dooley, or World Daily Report here thing we'll, sh- we'll share as well. It's free talk live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, Bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms. They're at discord.lrn.fm. Maybe you want to comment on the CIA's involvement uh, or alleged involvement in 
dealing drugs, transporting drugs, protecting the dealing and transporting of drugs. Well, the first story that, uh, that I just I just found something out that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, you know, we were talking. I brought up uh, that Gary Webb promo for Gary Webb about uh, the guy from Mercury News who talked about the you know the drug running the CIA kind of protecting. and he ended up with a, a bullet hole yeah, in the back of his head. Yeah, essentially, a suicide. Suicide, a suicide by you know a couple of shots to the head. Um, so. Uh, there is a movie with uh, Jeremy Renner. I, I believe that's uh, Renner. I don't yeah, know Jeremy that one. Renner. I believe is uh, it's is it a bullseye? Is it Hawkeye? Is it uh, it's the Archer from the Avengers series of movies, the the new Marvel movies. Okay, um, he's the guy who played that. He is in a movie called Kill the Messenger, which is about Gary Webb. Oh, so apparently there's and it looks like a you know a pretty good suspense is this new is it like 2014 so okay. not really but not i still haven't either. even seen the julian assange movie i've heard that one's really <laughs> I haven't good too seen it either that's horrible yeah, i've heard that one's good yeah um so dave so i was we were just saying this off the air it's like this has happened to absolutely everybody who's been on this show for some amount of time is we've all fallen for some form of you know what they're now calling fake news and this even though and, and johnson you point, pointed out correctly here that even though the site calls itself a satire site yeah. it's not writing funny articles in every uh, case there may be right. some that are more entertaining uh, than others some of them just sound believable and so i actually searched the site uh, the site is worldnewsdailyreport.com it's it's intended to sound like world news daily which is a conservative-leaning news and opinion site that has been around for quite a long time. And so they just added the word report to it. And it sounds similar enough, right? Like World News Daily, World News Daily Report. You know, the, somebody who's not paying attention is going to see this and they're going to think it's real. Plus, it's presented as though it is real. Uh, this Here's another headline from them. Two CIA agents arrested by Minutemen while crossing Mexican border with 1,300 pounds of cocaine. And then it's got like a picture of what appear to be, you know, the Minuteman type of guys with machine guns and fatigues and things like that on. Some people say that there is an element of truth to every joke. That's right. And, And the thing is that these articles... That although these articles might be satirical, and I guess they they got oh you these are just straight up fake, but they may (laughs) be fake. But that doesn't change, you know, that doesn't change my message or the idea that I feel like this is a majorly important subject. Well, that's why we we're going to continue talking about this is this is important, and I and it doesn't change like my experience doesn't change anything about my perception that these guys don't want to stop the drugs that that they're involved. And in the way that they're profiting from it, and I don't mean like Captain Clink and Sergeant, you know, Bilko. I'm talking about like people like the like the Bush family or people mm-hmm. higher than the that. high ups, the yeah. high high up, you know, are making lots of money off this, and they killed a lot of people to protect it. And the problem with this is too with this fake news kind of stuff is that you can't. It's not easy to spot either because you can't necessarily just trust sites like Fact Check or Politifact mm-hmm. or Snopes because. Every single one of these sites They're has a bias. You know, so while some of them might be say, oh, well, you know, uh, what is it? Daily World Daily News Report.com is going to be fake news or The Onion. They're going to point out The Onion is fake news. Yeah. You know, some of them might point that out and then they're not going to say that this, you know, obviously fake story from, say, CNN, which is an outright lie. Uh, they're not going <laughs> to point that out. You yeah. Know? You've got to be careful. Happen too. Right. You've know? you got to be careful believing something just because it's written on a mainstream site. A lot of times those 
those reporters get the story wrong. But in many cases, you do get sometimes more than one source for similar stories. You can look over and find out what RT is saying, which is Russia, yeah. Russia Today, the Russian government's uh, propaganda you, arm. You kind of have to, if you want to read the news, you have to read... A le- a, you have to read a source that's on the left, obviously mm-hmm. on the left, a source that's obviously on the right, and at least one or two international sources when you're looking through news to get a full picture, and then you still have to make your own decision. It's true. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was looking at, like, I looked at Fox News, and I looked at CNN, just to kind of see what type of things that they were putting on their website, what things they were showing. And I thought it was really telling about what society really cares about because, you know, like key headlines were about uh, what's the woman's name uh, in this, you know, it used to be the show of uh, Married with Children, you know, that guy. Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. No. No, 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 not Roseanne Barr. It's, really good looking woman. Oh, Married with Children. Mary Peggy. Peggy. It's Peggy. the character's name. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy, <laughs> the, the guy that was the husband, well, he's in a new show now and in that show... He's uh, married to this sort of Hispanic woman who's really good looking. Anyway, so that hey, I forget her name, whatever. And they say, look at her bikini on the beach. She's not afraid with her husband to show. This and is CNN also, or whatever. This, is, this was uh, Fox or CNN, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they also had the, um, you know, the other popular. Uh, um, just they had it was it was just about a lot of titillation. celebrities Ce- on the beach. Look at yeah. this, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, did you know that they killed two hundred and forty nine thousand civilians in Afghanistan and Iraq since two thousand one? Well, that's civilians. That's not military. That's right. not contractors. That's kids and moms, right. old ladies, and old ladies and dads. Two hundred and fifty thousand. So let's get into a story here, uh, Dave, because I've got something about the CIA. Since you brought in a a piece that sounded real, but turns out it wasn't, here's one that's more allegedly real from The Intercept. Okay, The Intercept is a uh, respected news website. It's pretty independent, probably has a bit of a leftist uh, tinge to it, but they do a lot of good research on the stuff they do. And they're actually reporting on the History Channel uh, back in 2017, did a special about the war on drugs, and it has some allegations about the CIA's involvement. Uh, Summary from The Intercept here. It says, The core truth is the war on drugs has always been a pointless sham. For decades, the federal government has engaged in a shifting series of alliances of convenience with some of the world's largest drug cartels. So while the U.S. incarceration rate has quintupled since President Richard Nixon first declared the war on drugs in 1971, top narcotics dealers have simultaneously enjoyed protection at the highest levels of power in America. On one hand, this shouldn't be surprising. The voluminous uh, documentation of this fact in dozens of books has long been available to anyone with curiosity and a library card. Yet somehow, despite the fact that the U.S. has no formal system of censorship, this monumental scandal has never before been presented in a comprehensive way in the medium where most Americans get their information, television. That's why the new special that were new in 2017 uh, that History Channel had called, quote, America's War on Drugs, unquote, is a genuine milestone. They say we've recently seen how ideas that once seemed absolutely preposterous and taboo 
for instance, the Catholic Church was conscientiously guarding uh, priests who sexually I mean, abuse children. I certainly think it's interesting that they're actually having a show that sounds like something like history and not something about aliens. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> or that Bill Cosby may not have been the best choice for America's dad can, after years of silence, finally break through into popular consciousness and exact real consequences. The series could be a watershed in doing the same for the reality behind one of the most cynical and cruel policies in U.S. history. They then talk about the series uh, and who's the, who are the producers. There's a bunch of footage and recreations, and they've got former DEA operatives as well as journalists and drug dealers themselves that are interviewed in this. There's no mealy-mouthed tr- uh, truckling about what happened. The first episode opens with the voice of Lindsay Moran, a one-time clandestine CIA officer, declaring, quote, the agency was elbow deep with drug traffickers, unquote. Then Richard Stratton, a marijuana smuggler turned writer and television producer, explains, quote, most Americans would be utterly shocked if they knew the depth of involvement that the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, has had in the international drug trade, unquote. So that's a little bit to, to tantalize you here. There's a little bit more that we'll share and obviously a lot more, I imagine, in this uh series from the history channel called america's war on drugs we'll continue here in moments you can share your thoughts on government involvement on both sides of this war the supply side and the busts and the jailings this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Hey, if you're into freedom, like we are, and you're an individual who rejects the initiation of force and agrees to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, then you really ought to go and check out Liberty.menu. It is... A great tool for the Liberty community to allow you to list the things that you are involved in. So like a business uh, that might be yours or maybe an event that you are helping to promote or the digital content that you create. There's categories for all those things and a nice, easy to look at map where you can see where Liberty friendly businesses are all around the planet at Liberty.menu. And it's free to use the site. So why not? Unless you don't want people to know that you care about freedom. Unless you don't want uh, people to find your business, get on over to liberty.menu and uh, get your stuff listed there. It's free. You can use code FTL and get a special Free Talk Live listener badge if you'd like at liberty.menu. So more of uh, the intercept.com. Dave, you brought up a really important idea here tonight and one that honestly doesn't get a whole lot of news coverage in general that the U.S. government has some level of involvement, maybe large, in the world of drug illegal drug distribution either protecting the drug dealers that are you know at the highest levels or actually doing the importing themselves this is an important thing to talk about this is very important i mean aside from whether you whether we you know, say whether the cia or what agency i don't want to necessarily pigeonhole who's transporting the drugs but here's a couple things that i think you you can believe that you could you could you know we could assume first you can't go to afghanistan to tourist like if you wanted to just visit so mm-hmm. like they've successfully taken you can't control. just buy a delta ticket that's right you can't there. just go there they've taken control of that country you can go online and you can google and you'll see lots of pictures of fields and i've personally like i've seen them i've i've looked at this hmm. and been shocked by it now here's another 
piece of information that you could just Google, and this kind of adds, it paints this picture. So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has the article title, Today's Heroin Epidemic, More People at Risk, Multiple Drugs Abused. Let me go on to read overview. It says, heroin use has increased across the United States among men and women, most age groups, and all income levels. Now, I'll go a few sentences further. What? It's big, especially here in uh, New Hampshire. There's a big problem with, with heroin use. Yeah. Now, it goes on to say, between 2002 and 2013, the rate of heroin-related overdose deaths nearly quadrupled. Mm. Let me tell you why I think those dates are really noteworthy. 2002. Didn't the United States invade Afghanistan in 2001? Yeah. If not early 2002, some somewhere in that range. And, of course, you know, they had the 9-11. They found a reason. I mean, like, if you believe that story or not, that's another separate issue. But 2001, United States starts sending folks out there and starts making a big infill, 2002. And then just so coincidentally that when the United States occupies Afghanistan, the rate of heroin-related overdose deaths starts increasing to where it quadruples by 2013. Well, they say co- uh, correlation is not causation, but it is interesting nonetheless. I think this is pretty interesting. Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Like, do these? is it possible that Afghanistan is producing a lot more heroin now than it was before? With the assistance of? Well, with the assistance of protection. Here's yeah. another piece of information that... Uh, a lot of people have told me, and I found uh, several different articles that have indicated that um, that the Taliban was actually against opium and heroin production; that mm. they were like too restrictive. That, that they were too restrictive, yeah. and of course, you know, the United States government had to destroy them so that way they could take that country and turn it into a giant opium poppy farm. And so, like Afghanistan is covered in poppy plants. I remember every place we would go was poppy fields. And there was one place that had almond trees. And I slept underneath the almond trees. And then I came back to America and found out that raw almonds are like practically like illegal. And that California California is allowed to call almonds raw, Mm -hmm, even though they're not raw, because, you know, they said, well, but they're required by law to be pasteurized Hmm. for, you know, safety because, you know, safety and everything yeah whatever <laughs> but they're allowed to call them raw because they said but then people won't buy our product because they want raw mm. okay well you can lie <laughs> that way you can stay in business the it's basically approval. like the government you know yeah. actually one of the stories that i uh threw in tonight is specifically about that about the almonds nope about uh about government food ridiculous lies? laws about what is allowed you're allowed to call food so the state of missouri has made it completely illegal to call a veggie patty a burger. All right, let's talk about that coming up. Um, but I want to get through some more of the CIA stuff here, Dave, because I got more for you. Uh, from the Intercept.com story about the History Channel piece, they say New York University pro- uh, professor Christian Parenti tells viewers, quote, the CIA is from its very beginning collaborating with mafiosas who are involved in the drug trade because these mafiosas will serve the larger agenda of fighting communism. That was apparently the excuse. For the next eight hours, this eight hours, the series sprints through the history that's largely the greatest hits of the U.S. government's partnership with heroin, hallucinogen, and cocaine dealers. That these greatest hits can fill up most of four two-hour-long episodes. 
demonstrates how extraordinarily deep and ugly the story is. First, we learn about the CIA working with Florida mob boss Santo Traficante Jr. in the early 1960s. The CIA wanted Fidel Castro dead. His name is Traficante? That's right. (laughs) And in return for Traficante's help in various assassination plots, was willing to turn a blind eye to the extensive drug trafficking by Traficante and his alleged... That's like somebody who goes into metal work and their last name is Smith or someone who... Well, there's a reason they had that last name, right? Traficante. A lot of those old last names were what those people did. Right. Apparently this guy traffics. Indeed. And uh, his Cuban exiles also protected. There's also the extremely odd tale of how the CIA imported significant amounts of LSD from its Swiss manufacturer <laughs> in the hopes that it could be used for successful mind control. Well, Instead, by dosing... The Swiss are famous for, you know, chocolate and acid. LSD. And LSD. <laughs> Instead, by dosing thousands of young volunteers, including Ken Casey, Whitey Bulger, and Grateful Dead lyricist Robert Hunter, the agency accidentally helped popularize acid and generate the 1960s counterculture of psychedelia. I didn't know that. During the Vietnam War, the U.S. allied with anti-communist forces in Laos that leveraged our support to become some of the largest suppliers of opium on Earth. Air America. Heard of that movie? Mm-hmm. A CIA front flew supplies for the guerrillas into Laos and then flew drugs out, all with the knowledge and protection of U.S. operatives. The same dynamic developed in the 1980s as Reagan, the Reagan administration. Remember the Just Say No, Nancy Reagan? She came up with that. Yeah. The Just Say No thing. The slogan uh, that uh, tried to overthrow <laughs> the Sandinista government of Nicaragua. I'm just thinking Ron was like, just say what? The huh. planes that, because <laughs> sorry, he was losing his mind, yes, or yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> the planes that secretly brought arms to the Contras turned around and brought cocaine back to America, shielded again from U.S. law enforcement by the CIA. Most recently, there's our 16-year-long war in Afghanistan. While less has been uncovered about the CIA's machinations there, it's not hard to notice that they installed Hamid Karzai as president while his brother apparently was on the CIA payroll and simultaneously one of the country's biggest opium dealers. Afghanistan now supplies about 90% of the world's heroin. To its credit, the series makes clear this isn't part of a secret government plot to turn Americans into drug addicts, but as Moran puts or Moran puts it, quote, where this when the CIA is focused on a mission on a particular end, they're not going to sit down and pontificate about what are the long-term global consequences of our actions going to be. Winning their secret wars will always be their top priority, and if that requires cooperation with drug cartels that are flooding the US with their product, so be it. A lot of these patterns have the same origins in the 19 that have their origins in the 1960s become cyclical. Those relationships develop again and again throughout the war on drugs. So I mean this sounds like a almost exhaustive series of 8 hours of uh allegations surrounding the US government, the CIA, uh others, the military for instance in, you know, smuggling drugs. Let me just make it really easy for the listeners here. The drug war is fake. It's fake. Well, it's a real thing that's it's, putting people in prison. Oh, it's, oh yeah. They're, they're, it's a war on freedom. They don't want to win it, though. They don't want to win it. They don't want to stop the drugs. They're behind yeah. the drugs. And another right. thing that was... 
Oh, and I guess we're coming. We can continue here in uh, moments. And also, Johnson, you've got a story about the uh, the food thing, so we should uh, get into that. Food was it labeling rules? Well, Uh, naming rules, naming naming labeling, etc. Plus, the man who's facing the loss of loss of his house. By a government gang in Florida. The toll-free number, if you want to join us here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. You can on Free Talk Live. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL, and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. It's Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free here. Bring up whatever you want, our number. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in lines. They're open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. So head on over there, and uh, you'll sound almost like you're sitting in the studio with us tonight. If you get on those lines, it's Ian. And Johnson. Silver Dave. All right. So uh, in the first hour of the program, we talked in uh, some level of detail about the CIA's involvement, uh, allegedly, in uh, distributions at the high level of uh, drugs internationally. Uh, Dave, you were, I think, driving at some sort of a point. I don't know if you remember what it was. If you want to, you, you may continue your, uh, your line of thought here because uh, we kind of ran out of time in the last hour. I don't well, know if you had something. If you oh. did. Actually, I don't. I don't actually remember what I was about That's to okay. say when we hit the break. Yeah, but um, I mean, I think I think we can mostly close up that subject. Just that, uh, uh, you know, we found out that that article with the uh, John F. Abbotsford turns out that that, that, that was gentleman fake. is fake. But it doesn't change that. But there's uh, many allegations of the CIA's involvement from much more credible sources that have come out over decades, according to the History Channel's piece. Uh, that uh, we were talking about uh, that came out apparently in 2017 and i did link to this story by the way on our social media so if you want to find out a little bit more about it again uh the series uh is called let's see the america's war on drugs and it's apparently a multi-part episodic documentary series that lasts for eight Hours. I mean, there's a bunch of books on this subject. Uh, the Poppy War mm. um, by P.F. Quang. Uh, I thought you were going to say P.F. Chang. Yeah, nope. Uh, there's <laughs> Close, one though. here, uh, The Seeds of Terror uh, mm. by Gretchen Peters. How heroin, heroin is bankrolling the Taliban and Al Qaeda. Mm. Um, you know, there's just there's all sorts of stuff on the topic. I mean, the main message here that I would that I would put out there is just that if you have a country 
that's covered in military forces from all different countries around the world. It's also covered in poppy plants and the production of heroin, yet there's a, quote, war on drugs. And all this stuff's coming from over there. There's something funny about that. There's a lot funny about it. And so it just... Then the last, I guess the last Hopefully point, we don't wake up dead tonight. Uh, yeah, well, days. and at first when I thought that article <laughs> was real, I was even more concerned about talking about it because if you talk about this stuff and you actually wake enough people up to mm-hmm. the idea that uh, that your government is lying to you, uh, then you actually are likely to end up not waking up. Or, you know, you end up, they find you and they, you know, they, they set you up to where, you know, your girlfriend is dead and you killed yourself. And, you know, they right. got rid of that. So finally, like, um, a lot of people have died for this war, and I don't know what they What, have quarter of a million, I think you said, Well, that's, that's non-military. Yeah. So- uh, Was that just in Iraq? In Afghanistan and Iraq. Afghanistan and over, Iraq. Okay. Over half a million people have died, but the highest number, well, uh, the highest number of all the deaths, because of U.S. military- Totaling 6,951 U.S. military died. Department of Defense. Wait, wait, wait. 6,000? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't include the suicides, though. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So we're talking about killed in action, 6,951. So just under 7,000 U.S. military. Then U.S. contractors, 7,800. So more U.S. contractors actually die than U.S. military. Then 109,000 national military and police. Uh, and and then, we're just talking about the recent war. We're not talking about the the first war in Iraq back in correct, 1990 or whatever. Correct. Okay. We're talking about since 2001. Mm-hmm, okay. And the highest of all the numbers, civilians, mm-hmm. civilian casualties, 266,427. Yeah. Over a quarter of a million, that's kids, that's moms, that's grandpas. And there were some pictures that came along with this article, which, of course, we can't show you on the radio, but- you know, pictures of, you know, kids with eye patches oh, no. and stuff like that. You know, that stuff. So, like, that is the cost of these wars that I don't believe are for freedom. I think that a lot of these are for... We don't have uh, more freedom as a result. Yeah, and we're not getting so. more freedom. I think it's in order to control the drugs. Oh, and actually, I just remembered what mm-hmm. my other point that I was going to make before the break was. So, uh, you can't patent heroin. But these pharmaceutical companies have patents for a lot of different painkillers. Sure. And so, it makes perfect sense that they have patents for painkillers, and the ones that they have patents for are legal because they can stop the competition. And Mm. the ones that they can't patent, like heroin, they keep them illegal, and that's how they stop the competition on those ones. Yep, that's an interesting theory. I think there's something to it. And so I think it makes sense to me. Anyway, so uh, I don't feel represented at all. Yeah. I don't feel well, they're never going to represent us on this. I mean, the you, we may see a slight rolling back on the war on marijuana over the next few years. But, I mean, the idea that we're going to see an end to the war on drugs in our lifetime, as long as the federal government continues, uh, there's so much police interest to keep this going on. There's so much funding involved. I mean, let alone aside from the CIA aspect of the sort of the, the clandestine aspect of keeping this thing rolling on the supply side, the police benefit big time from all the funding. For instance, they get a ton of taxpayer dollars to buy new tanks. That's what uh, I was about to say. Tanks yeah. and and Sniper body rifles. armor. I mean, yeah. these guys are like militarized police. And a lot of people said, you know, when you see these militarized police, that's when you need to be really concerned yeah. because that's it's what the Nazis were like. That's 
and yeah, I mean, we are in a major. They've got a Bearcat here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, yeah. which is a town of twenty three thousand. They have a armored personnel carrier, and you know it's got gun ports on it. And they got it eight years ago. And I remember I first God, came to that, Keene. It has yeah. been almost that long. I first yeah. came to Keene. It was right around 2011, 2012. Yeah, it was 2012. Yeah. And I remember going to the police department and asking them questions about what are they going to use this thing yeah. for? And they're like, oh, well, but it's got gun ports. I mean, this thing. Many of whom are former military, by the way, the, the police. Yeah. Many of them. Yeah. Not all. And, 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 and they will kill you. They will kill people of their own, you know, the great family, their own American brothers, mm. or they would call it, they will kill you. Over some drugs, too. Over some drugs. And they'll do it just because they're ordered to do it. So, um, Well, that's an upper. 855-450-FREE. Yeah. <laughs> that's 855-450-3733. Let's change gears, guys. And, uh, Johnson, you brought, we'll get to the grass story here in a little bit, but since it was related to some of the conversation we had in the mm-hmm. last hour uh, about food naming, uh, food regulations. Right. What's in the news about this? So now this is from Boing Boing from Cory Doctorow, uh, has written an article here this Sunday saying that uh, the FDA, totally not enthralled the big dairy, so this is his commentary, uh, we're, going, we're going to ban calling almond milk milk. Missouri state legislator totally not Wait. enthralled. Oh, right. So he's being uh, he's being facetious when yeah, he says totally facetious. not enthralled, yeah, right? Because yeah, it's facetious. obviously being done at the yeah. uh, the behest of the milk producers. Yeah, and he goes on to say, <laughs> Missouri state legislature totally not enthralled to big agriculture. Hold my beer. Also prohibited veggie hot dog, tofu dog, and he says the fact that what yeah. you can't call something a tofu dog. Correct. It's against the law in Missouri now. Wow. The fact that beef-based hot dogs are not made from dogs Dogs. is not a problem, apparently. The law would also prohibit the use of burger or dog in relation to vat-grown cell-based food, which is made out of meat. The statute reserves these appellations for foodstuffs derived from slaughtered livestock. Wow. Wow. So the bill, which passed in January and goes into effect So this now, is a done deal, okay. Yeah, was celebrated by thoroughly a thoroughly disinterested party, uh, Mike McCormick, president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Do these guys have hobbies? Like, I mean, do they have something to do with themselves, <laughs> like in their spare time, that they're like coming up this with these kind of things? This is pathetic. Uh, I mean, on the part of the meat industry, well, who presumably m- lobbied for this. McCormick says, this bill will protect our cattle farmers from having to compete with products not harvested from an animal. Uh, yeah, they haven't prohibited the products. They just prohibited the naming of Can the products. Can you imagine if people made veggie burgers? <gasps> that's what's happening, and that's what they're trying to pro- prohibit. Yeah. They're trying to veggie patties, so they can be allowed to call them patties. I don't know. Desks. Veggie discs. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. There's more to say about this on the way, and your calls and thoughts. Welcome on these ridiculous food labeling laws. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited here. If you want to join us, uh, you can. The number is 855 855- 450 free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 we have the discord on-air call-in line rooms and I want you to know about the edge wallet uh, at edge.app that is the website 
where you can secure your freedom and buy, sell, trade, and securely hold cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, BTC, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, the various uh, tokens for Ethereum, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, Dash, and others over at Edge.app. It's available for iOS and Android. And uh, just set somebody up with the Edge wallet today. The uh, the clerk at the local corner news store that's been taking Bitcoins forever. Uh, she didn't have any Bitcoin yet, so I gave her a little bit of Bitcoin cash and some Dash and set her up with the Edge wallet. It was super easy to do. It's so easy to get started with Edge. Go to edge.app to learn more. Uh, so, Johnson, you're sharing a story about this ridiculous law in Missouri and presumably this is going to be pitched in other states likely states that are you know agriculture uh, the farmers farming. need to be protected well the fit, the the meat farmers is what they're saying yeah. need to need, they're, need they're, to be protected apparently their their uh, beef burgers can't compete with beyond burger or that's whatever. what's the craziest thing about this it's <laughs> that it's almost like they're admitting by passing this law that, just for listeners just tuning in, prohibits... Can you give us the list, uh, the rundown here briefly? Well, uh, the bill, which passed in January, goes into effect now, mm-hmm. was celebrated by the thoroughly disinterested party uh, Mike McCormick, president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, who says, this bill will protect our cattle farmers from having to compete with products not harvested from an animal. So apparently the Farm Bureau only protects cattle farmers... And doesn't do any protecting of vegetable farmers. Yeah, yeah. But but wait. But I, I think I just I think I just realized why. For, they're scared. They're scared. Yeah. But I don't think that they're scared of veggie burgers. What do you think? What I think well, it is. There's a company out there that just had stocks, stock prices soaring, and so on. And that they're this is going to be really freaky. They're growing meat. The lab-grown meat. Yeah. Lab-grown meat. It's specifically meat. mentioned at the beginning of the article, to, to article as well, that also- This will affect any them? Kind of, yeah, any kind of cell-based oh my God. Uh, meat product that is not from a live slaughtered animal will also no, wow. not be allowed to be called a burger or a dog. Yeah. So then this way, a guy that actually has like cattle that walk around, he can call his meat Burgers. patty a burger versus like this- like stuff that they grow. The brilliant scientists who've managed to figure out a way to create meat in a lab without having right. to slaughter animals, which in a lot of cases upsets people. Right. You know, when they see video of the slaughtering process and all that, um, this is going to make it that much harder for these people to compete on a uh, an open playing field. This is an insane uh, law, like literally restricting the English use of the English language. You well, cannot say these here's, things. Here's what's going to happen, and I, I can see. I I've, I feel like a lawsuit. My no, well, a lawsuit. First of all, yeah, there's going to be a free speech lawsuit. There that's, better be. That's going to be the ACLU. Obvious, that's going to be the obvious thing. But Get let's em. say let's say somehow this were allowed to stick around. Right. Let's say this government stupidity was allowed to somehow stand in Missouri, right? So it stands in Missouri. Farm Bureau could stack so, the Supreme Court. Who so knows? here's here's what would happen. You have national corporations right. like Carl's Jr., mm-hmm. McDonald's, Burger King, name your, you know, five guys. A name lot your, of those are coming out with uh, vegetable-based foods. Sure, but they also don't care. They want to sell meat. They want to sell veggies. They sure, want to sell whatever both, you want to buy. Right. Here's what will happen. They will change the language in America. The word burger would become less popular, and they will come up with their own term to start calling these 
that is discs? not as no. I mean, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be something. Discs. pucks. You know, it wouldn't discs be something like you know, like it wouldn't Meat be something cylinder. like uh, you know, like like disc or puck or something unappealing. Right. They'll come up with something appealing, assuredly, like Big Mac or Whopper. Right. But they'll uh-huh. they would probably just decide to actually agree on a term and go with it. Hmm. That's what would happen. I mean, it just seems to me like obvious. And and if that were to stand, and they needed to somehow build a market, and they can't use the word burger to market, then they'll come up with something equally appealing. And probably one of them will be like, "Okay, well, everybody can use this term. We're all going to start agreeing on this term." And that's the end of that. Well, right. No and one cares about the word burger anymore. Like you said, happen. though, that's presuming that the inevitable lawsuit is right. not successful right. to overturn this obvious you know, violation of speech. freedom of speech, which they're going to say, well, commercial speech can be regulated. Yeah. And I don't think it should be. Um, you know, as long as you're not telling a lie, you should be able to you know, do what you want. Honestly, I think you should be able to say what you want, even if you are lying, and the market should just call you out on it, that there shouldn't yeah. be any kind of governmental... Uh, punishment for those sorts of things. Well, let's go into the nitty-gritty. So the bill has been challenged already by the Good Good Food Institute and the American Civil Liberties Union. Called it. Along with other parties who argue that it places restrictions on speech that are unconstitutional thanks to the First Amendment. The parties had been in settlement talks, but these have broken down, so now litigation is resuming. In Hmm. 1980, the court supplied the rules for First Amendment protections on commercial speech that are still applied today. Those rules are called the Central Hudson Test because they were laid out in Central Hudson Gas and Electric Company versus Public Service Commission of New York, of course. Mm -hmm. Here are the rules. First, commercial speech must concern lawful activity and not be misleading. Supporters of Mississippi's law might argue that the term plant-based burger is misleading. In no way, shape, or form. (laughs) Could anyone be fooled by that? Right. While opponents argue that consumers know perfectly well what a veggie burger is. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing misleading about the name of a veggie burger or a vegan hot dog or Satan bacon. Oh, my uh, lawyer on the Mrs. On the Satan Mr. Bacon? Yes. Satan Bacon. I, Satan? Actually, no, I don't know <laughs> what that is. Have you guys ever had Satan? <laughs> no. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Is well, it going out S-A-T-A-N? Uh, it's S-E-I-T-A-N. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but it is pronounced Satan. Satan Bacon sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Satan Bacon. And Satan Bacon's pretty good. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I believe it's a, a soy-based thing. but I'm. Oh, yeah. it's a fake bacon? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty good. Gotcha. Uh. So it is kosher. Uh, you're actually not going to... I guess, yeah. I guess You're not it would going be. to the underworld. You <laughs> you're not going to be visiting Satan if you eat Satan. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, uh, there's jokes there. I won't yes. make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still just trying to think about this lab-grown meat and that... I'm excited you know, about that, honestly. I think you, it's really you cool. It. it sounds cool. Lab-grown meat. Yeah, like, why it's not? It's like a petri dish. They grow it. It starts as like why a speck. Not? It turns into a chicken leg. Why wouldn't I? I mean, like that's all they're doing with the animal. They're just keeping an animal in a cage. I mean, I'm trying to decide if it from a speck is it more ethical or less ethical? Is is like even part of my? I would say it's far more ethical. I mean, uh, look, uh, Mark Edge, who's one of our regular co-hosts, he Uh used to grow and slaughter pigs, and the reason he stopped was he got tired of killing them. You know, it was it was taxing on his humanity. You know, taxing on his soul, if you will, to put to death the things that he raised from right. you know babies i mean that was hard for him to do you know, they the are meat was good conscious beings you know but, 
Yeah, so I mean, whereas rid of that? cells that they're working out in a little machine to you know make the the muscles. It's going to be harder to argue. There's consciousness and just you know. Some wow, cells. that's even weirder that you just made that description. Yeah, they have to they have to have the cells have movement, otherwise they just atrophy and they're. See, there's like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, really? chicken leg. That's like really? wicked buff. Pump, pump <laughs> yeah, up the pump, pump, Oh yeah, I eat this thing. It's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are both pretty good at that. More coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Our toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. We're talking about the commercial speech restrictions uh, that have been rolled out in Missouri now, thankfully, being challenged in court by the ACLU and some other farm-related agency uh, that is saying... Uh, it's illegal here. You can't be telling these veggie uh, burger producers that they can't call their product a burger. But that's what they're trying to do. That's what the Missouri government, their you know gang, has uh, passed this statute to say you cannot call vegetable-based or even, and this was interesting that you pointed this out, Silver Dave, even the lab-grown meat. You cannot call those things burgers in Missouri, and the ostensible reason is the poor farmers who are slaughtering animals to make meat. Well, they're just having a tough time competing these days, so and they, they just need to have the exclusive ability to use the word burger and dog. And they're and, trying to make the argument that it's misleading to call it, which is ridiculous. To call it a veggie burger. I think that their main concern is the lab-grown meat. I don't think they're worried about veggie burgers because I don't That's think they're I'm going to explain to you why you are Really? Well, before you explain to me why I'm wrong, if I could just say that I don't think that vegetarians or people desiring veggie burgers make up enough of the market share for these guys to be concerned. On the other hand, that is changing Uh, dramatically because millennials. Really? Yeah. How how dramatic are we talking about here? Um, Well, uh, the IPO for Beyond Burger was in This is May. a company that now is working with Burger King and yeah. I think like KFC maybe. What are we so, talking about? Beyond Burger? Is that the lab-grown meat or is that vegetable? Vegetable-based meat. Mm-hmm. It's okay. A, it's a plant, pea-protein-based meat. And uh, they- Have you had it before? Oh, uh, yes. I've had it Where? several times. Um, uh, actually, I think I got the- You can get- I think I might have gotten one from Market Basket. There's a couple So it's in the grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. can get it in the grocery store. Oh. And it looks like a meat patty. Does it and, taste pretty pr- convincing? Very. Did anyone look at the ingredients on these? Is it like it's chemicals or is it pea protein? Like from peas. Yeah, peas and, and carrots and other stuff, and they have texture. It's kind of good. It's actually <laughs> really good. And it, <laughs> it, tastes like a, and it tastes like an actual burger. Oh. Um, the the, the oh, reason, no. okay, so the reason what they've done yeah, is they've, done, now. Thanks, they've used <laughs> plant, plant-based pea proteins that they've done all this extensive testing on to get the right kind of consistency, and then they use uh, coconut fat so that huh. you, it has that like same, binding it together kind of 
not only so to bind it, it together, fat. but so that it has that fat, so mm-hmm. that it has that melting uh, oh, kind of how yeah, it sizzle. cooks. It's uh-huh. that sizzle, so it, it cooks and Ooh, and has wow. the texture. Of Barbecue sauce. Science. Right. <laughs> right. Now, there probably are some flavorings or somehow, you know, like, like liquid smoke yeah. kind of stuff to get that in there or whatever. I don't know. Or, you know. The spices or whatever. Hickory maple, there, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you got to you know. get the spices right. Yeah, so it's got a flavor, but they're, they're very good. I mean, so you think that these Beyond Burgers that are vegetable based burgers are actually going to take up some potentially take up market share? Yeah, have you seen numbers? Okay, so yeah, so okay, so meat. So I mean, I'm taking a kind of a side stance because I've I've actually had this conversation with my girlfriend who is a former Former. vegan, right? Mm. So and she was just you know we were talking about because the story is about Burger King and Burger King has been running this experiment with this burger and people are like going crazy, right? Especially hmm. younger people. Um, well, the Beyond Stock uh, had its IPO yeah. at, at around $20, $25 okay. in May. It's trading today at $157. Wow. Okay. Um, and That's they a sold huge success. 9.6 billion shares. Wow. Something wow. ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, but does is there any kind of way to look at uh, numbers? Million, not million. It's not billion. I'm sorry. Million shares. Nine. nine sure, but more than one million. More shares. than one share can be sold to one person, though. So, yeah. um, oh, I'm sorry. No, nine point six. I was right. Nine point six three million shares sold at one hundred and fifty dollars each. At uh, two no, twenty. No, uh, uh, nineteen to twenty one dollars. Uh, wait, no. I'm sorry. Let me just read this little statement here. The company said in a regulatory filing Tuesday that it planned to offer nine point five million shares, priced at twenty three to twenty five dollars each. Updating the original plan to offer 8.75 million shares priced at 19 to 21 dollars each. Mm-hmm. In the end, it sold 9.63 million shares, so more than they had ever planned, mm. with the underwriters holding the option to sell another 1.44 million shares in case of overallotment. The stock began trading Thursday on the uh, on the Nasdaq ticker under BYND. The first trade for the stock was at forty six dollars at twelve eighteen p.m. on Eastern on Thursday, which was eighty four percent above yeah. the IPO price. Its extended gains to close its first day at sixty five seventy five, okay, or one hundred sixty three percent above IPO price. It's a good indicator, Johnson. But is it? A, is that a? You <laughs> it's know, a good any... indicator now. Several months later, that it's at one hundred fifty seven. That's a great. It's great news for that company. <laughs> it could be some very smart uh, investors who see see a trend. I mean. But are you saying that more people are eating these veggie burgers than before? Is there I any kind so, of yeah. sales numbers? You know, can can we look at what Beyond Burgers numbers were when they first started compared to now? I mean, I think you could just ask young people in general whether or not they are. You know, there's a lot. I, I do see a lot of veganism never used to be a thing, man. Yeah, I'll, I will say <laughs> this: I do see a lot of vegan slash vegetarian profiles on the dating sites. Yeah, I, I don't eat farmed animals or dairy. <laughs> So I mean, I it's, don't. Are I don't you vegan? Farm, I, I'm. I'm sort of. I'm and not exactly vegan because meat? I'll eat wild, what about like fish? a wild fish, okay. or I'll, I'll eat like a wild rabbit if I get one or something like that. But it's very rare. But people, so are, I'm more like a vegan than anything else. People are trending towards healthier eating. Huh. Okay, In and general. I wasn't. I wasn't even going to bring this up right. because I, I know I want it to be taken the wrong way. But it's kind of a funny story. And I actually just got a text from a nice lady that uh, a girl that we went hiking together in uh, the White Mountains. And when we were done, we wanted to get some coffees before we drove home. So, of course, Dunkin' Donuts was closed, and we go to McDonald's and drive through McDonald's, right? And so we ask, well, do you have any almond milk that, you know, non-dairy creamer? Mm-hmm. Because she is also a vegan and does not mm. eat, you know, 
farmed animals and stuff. Anyway, so the guy, you know, has a really heavy Asian accent, and he's like, he says, uh, oh, uh, Fanta? We have Fanta, and of course that was really weird. <laughs> so was like, that's not exactly what we meant by no. almond milk or non-dairy. Almond milk. Armin Armin Mirk. Mirk. So then we Armin get up to the window. <laughs> Armin Mirk. Well, we get up to the window, and he's and so he he says, "Oh, like uh, non dairy, like substitute." And you say, "Yeah, like almond milk or something like that." It's and free of lactose. So that we say, "Which your people can't hey, process." <laughs> we should. You should tell your boss that you should get almond milk because a lot of people want that now. And he mm. says, yeah, that and wedgie burger. Wedgie <laughs> burger. And we start laughing. So they don't have to... that yet at McDonald's? They don't have a vegetarian uh, they, burger? They, no, but, but we go through the next mm. window and the guys fill up the coffees and we tell that guy too, hey, you know, mm. you might want to just let your boss know, get almond milk, you know, we're looking. And then the Asian guy pops around the corner again and says, and wedgie burgers. And everyone starts <laughs> laughing. But I guess that either A, everyone keeps asking for veggie burgers there because they want to hear him say yeah. wedgie burgers because it sounds <laughs> funny. Or they're really getting a lot of people that are asking for wedgie, veggie burgers. Wedgie burgers. Anyway. I'm sure uh, that they are because McDonald's I mean, again, says if it's they, a big uh, thing. According to their website, they do not at this time sell veggie burgers at McDonald's. So just an FYI. Now, this company that you talked about, if they're up to $157 a share and they sold about 10 million shares just under, so it sounds like that's... Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. Vegetable Deluxe. $1.5 billion value. That's actually pretty significant. But what's the beef industry worth? Anyone search that? What is a yeah. goujon? Red Pesto Veggie Goujon. They have the Vegetable Deluxe. That, that sounds good, too. Um, the there's a, there is an irony, you know. Arby's uh, uh, in June, actually, mm-hmm. while we were all out, uh, you know, camping and celebrating, uh, I was still, still read the news like I always mm-hmm. do. Arby's decided to uh, make a merit. That is, merit? they decided to release a carrot made of meat. <laughs> so the reverse. <laughs> they're they trolling are. because okay. they're Arby's. They're the meat restaurant, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So they're they're trolling, but they actually released this, this product, product um, which Sounds should show strange. you. If they're doing, if they're, if they're, if this is so big that they're willing to do a parody product for the yeah, market, yeah, that should, that should be your indicator that this market is a real thing. The toll free number, oh, I think it's, I think it's real. Like There's no thing. doubt. You're saying it's much bigger now. Yeah, than, it's than getting it's bigger and bigger. The toll free number here is a fifty five four fifty free. Speaking of things that are getting bigger, the Zimbabwe dollar is back, and uh, we can tell you about it on the way here. Uh, plus, the man who might get his house taken from him over his yard. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Our number, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. Just jump in over at discord.lrn.fm. And we'll join you there, and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. And Johnson. Silver Dave. Whatever it is that you're selling, whether it's uh, burgers or not a burgers or whatever, you can accept cryptocurrency for payment with HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. And even if you don't do a retail business, maybe you just yourself, you're like a service provider. You go places and do things for people and you want to collect Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. In fact, uh, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Zcash, and others are available on the platform, the AnyPay platform. Go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. They've got apps available for iOS and Android. You download the app, 
and you get started. And uh, they've got some basic steps on how to get started over at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It's super easy to do. Um, I just used AnyPay today. I bought uh, some rolling papers over at the local Corner News and a uh, new vaporizer as well. And I paid with Dash thanks to AnyPay over at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. You know, I was actually just looking just out of curiosity. We've been talking about these veggie burgers and Mm -hmm. such. Uh, these different companies that are out now with, you said, the Beyond Burger IPO went just crazy and they sold millions of shares. And then within the last few months, they've gone up dramatically in value from like 20 bucks a share to over 150 I think yeah, you said? Yeah, 157 There's also still a small note from the article. There's like a one paragraph left that I think is relevant. Sure. Well, I was just want to interject here that they did a taste test at uh, Barron's.com. Mm-hmm. And it does say here that people were able to discern the difference. So at this point, they're they're not from a Beyond Meat burger to a regular burger. They right? actually tested three things. They tested one called the Impossible Burger, which I guess is a competitor. Yep. Uh, and then they also had the Beyond Burger. I'm sorry, it's the Impossible Burger that is doing the deal with Burger King. Okay, I know I've heard one of them doing a Beyond. Maybe that was KFC or something. There was another major. It's, it's the Impossible Whopper. Is the uh, okay? Is the, the dun 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 <laughs> dun, right. dun dun. But I'm pretty sure I heard a different company is working with the Beyond people. And Maybe they, it was like In and Out Burger out west or something like yeah, that. There's a, another one. Apparently, the taste test between the Impossible Whopper and the regular Whopper is impossible to decipher. No way, really? Yeah. Because uh, the bear, the Barron's test said every single tester was able to tell the difference. Yep. Uh, between these, I, I mean, that may or may not be with all the sauces. That's and another stuff good question. It. Yeah, is it being masked by all the other stuff? Like that's you put on all burger? that Whopper sauce, right. and Buns and yeah, then you're just then it's does it have the same consistency? On a sesame seed bun. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much other stuff right on on, on the, the Whopper, Whopper that you know, uh, you know, how would you necessarily know? It's right. Just, sauce and the bun and all right so what else did you want to share from okay the story? so uh real briefly uh this is about missouri for those just doing yeah. it, it's about the state of missouri passing yeah. and now having it sued in court a law that will prohibit companies from marketing vegetable based or non live animal slaughtering based meat products meaning that the lab grown meat would also have these uh, provisions where they cannot call these products burgers or dogs right so just Which to, is crazy. Just to recap here, one of the things that was being said is there's nothing misleading about the name of a veggie burger or a vegan hot dog or seitan bacon. Uh, Almi, a lawyer on the Missouri case, told me, uh, the packages clearly disclose that this is a plant-based food that has the taste or texture of this familiar food. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if the speech concerns lawful activity, because remember we were talking about the what is the, the legal standards here. Uh, even if the speech concerns lawful activity and is not misleading, the government can still regulate it. But it has to meet the following standards. Government must have a substantial interest at stake. The regulation must directly and that materially Yeah, must directly and materially advance the government's substantial interest. And the regulation must be narrowly. The government tailored. cannot say our interest is protecting the, you know, the, the yeah. meat farmers. Yeah, that, that's discriminatory, and it, they could, I don't think they can get away with that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Because what and else it could must they be say? Narrowly tailored. That's not narrow at all. Yeah. What else could they say? Right. Uh, so, um, in other news, we'll, we'll get into this uh, grass story because a man is about to lose his house apparently, or could lose his house yeah. over his lawn. Uh, that's on the way coming up here. But we 
for whatever reason, ended up talking about. Oh, I know what it was. You saw the ten was it trillion dollars? The ten trillion dollars Zimbabwe note here in the studio, Silver Dave. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was just there. I was looking around the room and uh, just you know, I just sometimes I look around. Oh, look, shiny! And I just saw on yeah. your wall you have pinned there it is. a uh, ten next, trillion dollar note Zimbabwe next to the two note. the the two uh, Boulevard Silver uh, the Boulevard Fuerte from Venezuela. Yeah, and it was funny because. Um, Two days ago, I actually traded a gentleman a cup of coffee mm-hmm. for $50 million in uh, Zimbabwe dollars. You got and, swindled. And then it turns out <laughs> to find out that I actually undercharged. $50 million was me getting ripped off accepting $50 million for a cup of coffee because their $50 right. million dollars is like nothing a cent it's like zero. it's like eight cents <laughs> yeah but so well, uh, so this is I, the old zimbabwe dollar tell me more because i so, suddenly want to go on vacation to zimbabwe with that pill yeah so is we all thought it was over uh when zimbabwe got rid of the zimbabwe dollar after it went through a period of insane hyperinflation uh back in like 2008 and at that point the the Zimbabwean people or the government or whatever the government did not continue to try to to uh, proffer a currency to people. They just basically let their hands uh, go off of it and allowed the U.S. dollar to come in and people to trade in whatever they wanted, mostly probably U.S. dollars. And if I can add just a tiny bit to that, or maybe they a officially lot of the locals went to the rivers and streams and they panned for gold mm-hmm. and they got little flakes of gold and they traded little flakes of gold and silver. For items, and they also started using other currencies during this situation. during when it first happened. So, just figured I'd point that out because I'm Silver Dave, and I thought you should know. But now work. the Zimbabwe dollar is back, according to Bloomberg.com. For Zimbabwe's government, the reintroduction of the national currency a decade after its demise is a return to quote normalcy. Or it's a return to a scam, is what it is. They started they figured, back again at one. <laughs> they figured they could fool um, the people after they just waited a decade. For most of the country's citizens, it's a bitter reminder of years of hyperinflation, which destroyed their savings and left them bartering for daily basics. Edwin Mandpandera, age 34, who sells wooden sculptures in the affluent northern suburbs of the capital, Harar, says, Remember 2008 when you needed trillions of dollars to buy bread? In Zimbabwe, time goes backward. He says, I'm taking any currency people have and not listening to this nonsense because now the famous Zimbabwe dollar is going to become worthless in no time. And how does he know this? Because he remembers. He paid attention. Because it's you, I can't imagine that this is going to fool anybody who is over the age of, oh, I don't know, 20 years old in Zimbabwe. And maybe if you were so young that you didn't experience the hyperinflation and you don't know any better and no one's told you about it, this might fool you. But the people are not going to be fooled by this. The Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe said Monday that starting immediately, and this is, by the way, a newish story. This is uh, June 26th. So starting like a week ago, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, currencies such as the U.S. dollar and South African rand would no longer be legal tender. Instead, a quasi-currency known as bond notes, which can't be traded outside the country, and their electronic equivalent, the RTGS, with a dollar sign after it, will be termed the Zimbabwe dollar. By reintroducing it, the government is taking the risk that more people will be driven into the black market, further starving the economy of already insufficient state revenue. That could leave the state struggling to pay government workers who account for about 90% of its budget and with little money to shore up its creaking infrastructure. 
Effects still linger from the last time the Zimbabwe dollar crashed and burned, transforming one of Africa's most developed nations into a place where gasoline and bread were periodically unavailable. Almost everyone is unemployed, and a quarter of the population has emigrated. That means they've left. Just two blocks from the country's premier Michaelis Hotel, what was once a neat and active bus terminal is overrun by hundreds of vendors selling everything from vegetables to spanners. What's a spanner? A wrench, I think. The 2008 catastrophe began after then president. Nope. No. Can you hear me? All right. Well, if I can just interject while Ian's taking a look at what's going on on the board there, um, for people who don't know how these governments and banks of the world have swindled them in an incredible way, well, about 100 years ago in the United States, for example, and for hundreds of years prior, Banks were vaults that would secure your gold and silver. And people would bring their gold and silver and they would deposit it in the bank. You'd so get a receipt. Get, and you got a receipt. Oh, sounds like Called a warehouse a receipt. Break. There's more on the way here uh, coming up. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, coming up more on what's going on with the Zimbabwe and its return to the Zimbabwe dollar. Uh, are people going to be fooled this time? 855-450-FREE. Plus, we can talk more about banks. And uh, warehouse receipts and all that. You are welcome to share your thoughts with us. This is Free Talk Live. I'm a little obsessed with My Magic Mud. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I didn't even know my teeth were coffee stained. A week's worth of use convinced me, and now I use it every three or four days. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I think it cleans better, too. My Magic Mud's available at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, but I can get it for you for 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. FTL20, MyMagicMud.com. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. As always, you're invited to join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're getting into a little bit of money uh, discussion with the return of the Zimbabwe dollar. Yes, that's right. The very same Zimbabwean government uh, that, you know, maybe the deck chairs have changed out a little bit. Maybe it's not the exact same people involved. Honestly, I don't, I don't pay close attention to those matters. Um, I can barely tell you who's involved in the, the U.S. government, let alone the Zimbabwean one. But uh, they're bringing back the Zimbabwe dollar after ridiculous hyperinflation in the last decade. They waited 10 years, basically, and now they're bringing it back. We're going to tell you more about that on the way here. Uh, it's Ian Johnson and Silver Dave. Silver Dave, you were talking about banking in the old days where people would bring in like silver, pieces of silver, pieces of gold, and put it in a vault at, a, at yeah. an institution. So just to kind of go over what I would call the greatest scam in the history of human civilization, and that is how governments and global banking structures got people to give up their life energy, their belongings, and their possessions for pieces of paper with numbers printed on them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
people were having gold and silver and they were trading it in the marketplace for things. And you know they discovered that they wanted security. And so people had vaults. They would rent out vault space to these people, right. which became known as banks. And so these banks would- Well, take- warehouse receipts are a lot less cumbersome if you're going to carry around right. a bunch of warehouse receipts. It weighs less than right. a bunch of gold. So people would deposit in grams or whatever weight of gold mm-hmm. and silver in the bank. The bank would give them a warehouse receipt for you know whatever grams- of silver right. or gold. And these were tradable. The, and people would go to the marketplace and they would trade instead of going to the bank, taking their gold out and trading that, they would just trade the warehouse receipt itself, right. which was redeemable for a certain amount of gold and silver. As but long they, as it's not counterfeit. But the problem became also that there was different denominations of things and different sizes of things. So they sort of uniformed it. And in the United States, they came up with a dollar, a silver dollar, which was 0.74 ounce troy ounces of silver contained in a coin which also had 10% of uh copper and or nickel mm-hmm. and so then the certificate or the bank warehouse receipt would then be for a silver dollar then of course in 1933 the possession of gold coinage was outlawed with the emergency banking act mm-hmm. and slowly dissolved away where in 1964 was the last year that silver coins were minted and from then on That's right and they took the dollar backing away from the and, actual and paper they took dollars the dollar the, backing wasn't that in the 30s when they pulled that well so there were many steps to mm-hmm. how they did it one step at a time. And it started actually in 1911. It's insidious. You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is a, a nasty plot. But in 1964, they stopped making coins, U.S. coins, in silver. And in 1968, they right. stopped accepting silver certificates redeemable for silver. Yeah, you can no longer redeem it. If you have a silver t- certificate from way, way back, from like 1932 or whatever, then uh, you cannot take that into uh, the Federal Reserve. They will laugh you out. Uh, of the uh, the you know the front entrance there. yeah so in a nutshell they basically just said look we're keeping your silver and gold uh-huh. you can just trade these pieces of paper with numbers drawn on yep. and Zimbabwe is a great example but the and whole and the value world, of the dollar the U S dollar has been falling since that time exactly uh, it's fallen quite a bit in the last hundred years for instance even since before they uh, took away the the backing but it fell even worse after after that that's right because. In the 1960s, you could buy a gallon of gas mm-hmm. for 10 cents. Now, today, really? wow. a gallon of gas, a te- a silver dime from 1964 is worth about $1.50, mm. which is not too far off from the price of a gallon of gas So, uh, versus what is 10 cents by you. Nothing. So you can see how fat, how much inflation yeah. has happened with the dollar, and that's just the U.S. dollar. Where there, you know, there, there's the whole world currency thing, where it's pretty accepted worldwide. They're, they, the, the bankers haven't gone insane with the printing presses yet, like they did in Zimbabwe. There's a little bit of history here from Bloomberg.com. In 2008, the catastrophe began after Robert Mugabe, the president there uh, at the time, began backing the seizure of white-owned commercial farms around the turn of the century. The farm's new owners failed to produce, exports plummeted, and the national currency rapidly lost its value. Then, the central bank turned on the printing presses in a bid to meet, uh, meet the government's running costs. Within eight years, inflation reached 500 billion percent. So if, if this is a case for alternate currencies, 
right now. I mean, this really is it. A lot of people are getting into things like silver or Bitcoin yeah. and different alternate currencies. This might be a reason why it's worth looking into that because the U.S. dollar has actually outlasted the typical lifespan of any fiat currency. Yeah, and a, a fiat point. currency is something that's not backed by anything except government Government's guns promises. Yeah, and exactly. government's promises. And so like the U.S. dollar is uh, really old. Uh, you know, Zimbabwe dollar, you know, we saw how long that thing lasted. Those guys power blasted through it real fast. But the U.S. dollar is losing its value. And really, if it loses its if it loses its global reserve currency or if it stopped being the petrodollar, it would really go fast to lose its value. So it might be worth, you know, not keeping all your holdings in dollars. Right. Might now, be a good time. Yeah, I mean, don't put all your that. eggs in one basket. But yeah, keeping uh, keeping them all in dollars would be just a guaranteed loss over time. And uh, hyperinflation can happen very quickly. Now, it, again, took eight years, but inflation reached 500 billion percent. The largest banknote produced was 100 trillion Zimbabwe dollars. Uh, That's a lot trillion? of zeros. I was thinking a 300 trillion was the highest they had. Well, this is according to Bloomberg. All right. Foreign currencies became legal tender, however, in 2009. That initially stabilized the economy, but the strength of the dollar also made Zimbabwean manufacturing companies uncompetitive against lower-cost South African rivals. In November of 2017, Mugabe was ousted and replaced by Emerson Mangagwa. The new president pledged that Zimbabwe was, quote, open for business but failed to address currency shortages and stagflation. The resulting lack of investment and scarce hard currency left people lining up outside banks, nor can the government pay for essential imports such as gasoline and wheat. Why would the government need to be paying for those things? I'm not sure. (laughs) It's kind Uh, of like corn in America. They subsidize, uh, I'm guessing, anyway. They could. In February, under the urge of Finance Minister Mithuli Nakub, the central bank did away with the insistence that bond notes and the RTGS trade on par with U.S. currency and instead created an interbank market. Despite this week's announcement, the RTGS has continued its decline. It traded at 13.5 to the dollar on Tuesday, according to data compiled by Bloomberg, bringing its fall this quarter to 69%. So already, this new Zimbabwe dollar is already dramatically falling in its value. Uh, I wouldn't keep all your assets in Zimbabwe dollars either. That's nope. <laughs> and Cube is uh, the economist, supposedly, who's lectured at the University of Oxford, says, quote, the market was self-U.S. dollarizing. It was uncontrollable, and we felt that we needed to bring the situation under control. So what that means is they, they weren't able to print their own money and they want to control people's money, so therefore they're going to start up printing presses again, uh, rather than just letting things happen, letting the U.S. dollar uh, become the dominant uh, entity. Ordinary Zimbabwe, Zimbabweans have seen at least three rounds of fuel price hikes this year, and the cost of other goods, such as bread and beer, have risen markedly. Inflation officially is almost at 100%, and if you use black market rates, because again, the government's always going to lie about their inflation rates, it's much higher if you look at those. G.A. Vanderlind, an analyst at the NKC African Economics in South Africa, in a note to clients said, quote, this is going to cause widespread panic among a highly sensitive consumer base, which could provoke social unrest. The country simply doesn't have the foreign reserves required to back its own currency. Moreover, there's nothing that stands in the way of the RBZ to create more money. And indeed, that's exactly what every central bank has ever done ever anywhere on the planet, is just keep 
printing. Because as long as you can force people to take the stuff, then you're screwing them over. You're destroying their savings. You're ruining their business. And uh, all so the politicians can get a little bit fatter and a little bit richer off the backs of absolutely everybody, which is uh, it's tragic. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call in lines at discord.lrn.fm. I want to tell you about local.bitcoin.com. It is a place where you can buy and sell Bitcoin cash. If you're interested in getting into Bitcoin Cash, this is a way that you can accomplish that and do it with some relative anonymity. The site does not require any uh, know-your-customer requirements. You don't have to show ID to sign up over at local.bitcoin.com. Plus, the conversations that you have between buyers and sellers are encrypted, and so therefore the site itself doesn't know what you're saying unless you decide to bring an arbitrator in, in which case then you give the arbitrator the ability to see those conversations. But by default, uh, the site cannot know what you're talking about, uh, which is pretty cool. Local.bitcoin.com is where you can go to get started. Um, I've used it, and I've got actually a sell ad up there right now, as a matter of fact. So get on over to local.bitcoin.com. They've got dozens of payment methods, including PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, cash in person, and like a bunch of international ones I never heard of before. So go and check it out, local.bitcoin.com. Let's go to Jeff. He's in Texas, coming up uh, the illegal lawn in Florida. But uh, Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, boys. Uh, I'm on the air. Yes, you are. I just want to say, uh, first of all, big fan of you guys. Love your show. Watch it every other night. Thanks. And um, basically, I wanted to call because I wanted to talk about the new Facebook currency. Yeah, the, now, uh, what do you call it, the Libra? Also, I see, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dwight over here from Dunder Mifflin, he's been kind of quiet during the whole show. I like to Dwight. hear what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't well, well, me, well Dwight. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> LRN.FM. See you later. 855. It was almost kind of funny calling you a... He was referring to you as a character well, from sure. the, uh, the television show, The Office. Incorrect. Uh, oh, oh, is that what really... he meant by Dwight? <laughs> <laughs> Dwight is a... You don't really a... look like Dwight, though. No. No. Maybe if I parted my hair directly down the middle and yeah. shaved off my beard. So, uh, let's go to a story that Johnson, I actually asked you off the air if you knew that we had had John Stossel on the show, and you did not know that. Yeah, over the weekend on Saturday night, uh, he actually spent, he gave us a whole hour of his time, which was yeah, really cool. That's awesome. Um, really cool guy. John Stossel, of course, uh, for listeners that may not be familiar, he made a, a career for himself on on the news, on ABC News. How in aware of this program has he been? Of what program? Of Free Talk Live. <laughs> How aware? I mean, he was yeah. on our show once before. I mean, I, I'm just wondering, has he you know listened at all to anything? You know, like I mean, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. he didn't tell us he's a big fan or yeah, anything yeah. like that. I mean, he certainly is aware that we exist. Uh, but uh, so. So, without knowing that we'd had Stossel on, you happen to find a video mm-hmm. uh, that he published, I guess, today. This is pretty fresh. Uh, about a man in Florida who's being targeted over his lawn. And uh, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the audio here from the Reason TV YouTube channel. So, Stossel's doing work for Reason, but he's also doing his own thing, by the way, at johnstossel.com. He's got his own YouTube channel as well. The here city of Dunedin, Florida, wants to take this man's home. Because I was tardy cutting the grass. 
Jim Ficken's mom died, so he went to South mm. Carolina to take care of her estate. City officials then started fining Ficken $500 a day Jeez. because his grass had grown longer than 10 inches. Such fines add up. This is a letter from the city attorney demanding $24,454. Now the fine's up to $30,000. That's asinine. Ficken's neighbor can't believe he was fined so much. Just for grass. Because Ficken doesn't have Well, believe it, lady, because this kind of crap has been going on, (laughs) you know, not just in Florida. Yeah, this is a Florida story. But there's rules like this all over the United States by all manner of officious bureaucrats and all manner of governments everywhere. And if you don't do what they say, they're going to take your house from you. Because if they fine you $47,000 or $100,000 or whatever the arbitrary amount is, and you don't pay the fine, guess what? They can then tax sale your house for the uh, the unpaid fine and steal the property right out from I mean, under you. And, and what's interesting here, too, is that the neighbor, the direct neighbors are in support of this guy. Yeah, right? he's so, probably a good guy. Yeah, and, but you can see how, I mean, I can see at least how not, enough not cutting one's lawn could be a problem. Sure. Even from a libertarian perspective, because... If you let your lawn grow long enough and you have enough property, you're going to get mice, sure. snakes, rats. whatever, rats that start invading your neighbor's property. Yeah. Right? Because you're not taking care of your property. You are now damaging your neighbor's property uh, by proxy. So I could see how that could be a problem even from a libertarian perspective. But when the neighbors don't care, what business of the government's is it? It's $25,000 worth of business. Apparently. $40,000 worth they of like business. They like money. That's all it's about. It's about, it's about money. It's about obedience. The city says it will foreclose on his home to collect the fine. I was shocked. The town says you're kind of a public nuisance. I got everything fixed and, took care, and taken care of. But you only get it fixed after they send warning after warning. The neighbors complain. I guess I'm kind of a slob. Why don't you just pay the fine? $30,000. Do you have $30,000 lying around? <laughs> In every instance that the city asked him to do something, Jim did it. Lawyer Ari Bargles defending Ficken again. Let's just be clear. The city didn't ask him to do these things. Okay, this is the term that lawyers and uh, you know reporters will use. Oh, the city asked him to cut his... No, they didn't ask. <laughs> they said, you don't, if you don't cut your lawn, you're going to keep accruing these $500 a day fines. And if you accrue enough fines... We're going to tax uh, tax sale the house. We'll use the proceeds of the sale of the house to pay off the the fake debt that they created. That's what it is, and it's not asking. It's the need. The city has gone nuclear. Five hundred dollars per day for the violation. These fees, these violation fees, exist everywhere. It's not just Dunedin that's got five hundred dollar a day fines you will find fees like that in Keene, new hampshire and you will find them in other places all around the country that's like that's boilerplate that's like the standard amount right from what i've seen because they don't want you to think that you can oh it's only five dollars a day no big deal i can afford that what's going on having tall grass and now he's facing the loss of his home dunedin's politicians wouldn't talk to us (laughs) (laughs) why should they it's not their obligation right I mean, 
they don't have to answer any questions. It's not going to make them look good, that's for sure. It doesn't make them look good when they don't talk, but it'll look even worse if they actually try to talk to John Stossel. Right. <laughs> you know? John Stossel ain't your average reporter. He's going to hammer these guys. If they've ever seen his work, they know better. Don't you think that's overkill to take a man's house because he didn't mow his lawn? <laughs> right. That's exactly what he would ask. <laughs> They paid $25,000 to this public relations firm to speak to the media. The new PR manager costing taxpayers $25,000 for just one month. Oh, don't worry. It was $25,000 for a month. We'll get it back from the homeowner. He's going to pay his fines, so it's not like we're really charging the taxpayers for this. Let's go on. The PR firm says Dunedin has no desire to impose large fines. Their goal is just to oh. ensure that Dunedin's a high-quality community. Okay, so they've waived the fines, right? If they have no desire right, right. To, uh, to do that. They're doing this against their desires. It's hurting them. Yeah. <laughs> it's hurting them to send these invoices. This will hurt us more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing this because we love you. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. <laughs> Go fetch your switch, boy. This is Free Talk Live. You want to share your th- uh, thoughts on ridiculous regulations? Please do. Are you a cryptocurrency advocate? The Crypto Tip is the ideal outreach tool to help new people discover cryptocurrency. It's a printable business card-sized tip that you can give to service providers, preferably in addition to a good cash tip. When the server scans the QR code, it'll bring up an explanation of cryptocurrency, how to install a wallet, and allow them to claim the tip. If they don't claim the crypto, you get your tip refunded to you after a time period you specify. Plus, if they do claim the tip, you get an email alert. Create as many tips as you want at CryptoTip.org. That's CryptoTip.org. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited. If you want to join us here, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. Silver Dave. We're talking about government regulations on what you thought was your property. <laughs> oh, uh, you thought you could let you your lawn, own it here. Yeah. yeah, you thought you could let your lawn go for a few weeks while you go and take care of your dying mother's estate. You know, she's dying. She's hey, you know, you forgot to hire somebody to cut the lawn while you were gone. You come home and you have a twenty thousand dollar bill on your your uh, in your mailbox from the city of Dunedin, Florida. Or the city of fill-in-the-blank, wherever it is you happen to live, because I guarantee you there's stupid crap like this Mm -hmm. in your city ordinances. What's that? You haven't taken the time to sit down and read through all of the city ordinances? Well, welcome to the real world, where nobody does that crap. Not even the people who work for the city likely have read their own ordinances, but boy, when one of them will benefit them, they sure will find it, and they will uh, you know, use it against you. And Johnson, you brought this story in tonight, published today at the Reason TV channel on YouTube mm-hmm. about this man. Uh, the government bureaucrats will not comment. Instead, the city council hired a PR firm to represent them for this case. Of course, paying them with taxpayer dollars um, in order to try to make it look like, oh, yeah, we don't want to hurt this guy. Quote, the city of Dunedin has no desire to impose large fines. That's just what we're doing. But we really don't want to do this. Look, we just want this man's obedience. We just want him to do what we say. 
How much do you think a lawn service see? costs for a week? I mean, that's a in really Florida? good business if you're making thirty thousand dollars a week, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, lawn service. What forty bucks for uh, cutting a, your average size lawn? Right, something like that. Maybe sixty nowadays. Or so. I don't know. It's been a while since I've hired somebody to cu- to cut a lawn. Going on though. Here's more from John Stossel. Is that the time frame? How long was the time frame where he got the thirty thousand? They didn't make frame? it clear. Okay, not in this the version of the story. Right, there okay. may be a like a you know a newspaper that did a more in depth right. dive on this. Uh, let's go on. Those large fines. Their goal is just to ensure that Dunedin's a high-quality community. That's right. You can't have grass over an inch or over uh, 10 inches and uh, have this be a high-quality community. The, uh, the quality of the community goes down dramatically for every inch that your grass grows. I can just see the policeman with a measuring tape going onto each person's lawn, measuring the length yep. of the grass. Looks like you're and a quarter of an inch long, Johnny. Yep. It's going to be a problem. They probably, if they're like a lot of uh, Florida cities, probably have their own uh, code enforcers who do that stuff. It's Odds are it's not the cops themselves. It's people whose job it is to drive around. In Sarasota, where we're from, uh, Johnson and I, uh, you, well, you weren't raised there, but you spent yeah. a number of years there. Um, they used to have these guys driving around just looking for things. So... Here in Keene, they uh, they don't really do that. It's usually like a complaint. They'll respond to a complaint, and then they'll go out and, and check on something. But there, they literally are going around eight hours a day just eyeballing people's property, driving up and down streets so they can issue them threats and fines. Imagine if that's your job. That's Yeah, they're the... I feel like you, you may want to just buy a seven-foot piece of rope. It's sad, but they probably get paid really well. So I'm looking for more details about this based on looking at an article from, and here the, I found one yeah. from the Tampa Bay Times. But here's an interesting little tidbit. Apparently the same day that the city moved to foreclose on his property, uh, Jim Ficken, who is mm. 69 years old, filed a lawsuit against Dunedin and the members of its code enforcement board. But what he's seeking is $1 in nominal damages Attorney's fees and injunctions that would relieve him of the fines. That's wow. All he's, so that's all he's He's like, leave me for. alone. Yeah, he's, that's all he's countersuing. Population, a population, by the way, of Dunedin is 36,500. So I, I didn't know even where it, where it was. Apparently it's north of Clearwater. North of Clearwater, north of St. Petersburg. Honestly, he should be asking them for $500 every day he has to deal with this. Indeed. And that's a much more worthy and reasonable... Uh, cost, I think. Let's give you some more audio here from uh, the John Stossel Report at Reason TV. But if the politicians only cared about the quality of the laws, they could have done what their own ordinances permit them to do, which is hire a, a <laughs> lawn service to come out and mow the grass and send Jim a bill for 150 bucks. But yeah, they didn't they, do that. They could they have. Could do that. They absolutely can do that, but they didn't do that, and that's because they prioritize revenue collection. They want the money. It's pretty apparent Shocking. that code enforcement is a major <laughs> no cash way. cow for the city of Dunedin. Yeah. Eleven years ago, Dunedin collected thirty-four thousand dollars in fines. Ching. Last year, one point three million. Whoa! I got a lawnmower in my yard. They violated me for a hole the size of a quarter in my stucco. They they find people that they can pick on, and then they that's keep right. picking on them. Dunedin put yeah, a that's right. That's right. That's how a bully works. When you know the bully roughs you up for some lunch money, if you cough it up. Well, they know you're going to cough it up again. I'll be back. They're, yeah, they're going to. Yeah, okay. This guy's a pushover. Yeah. So if they were finding him at a rate of five hundred dollars a day, yeah, and he you did had the thirty thousand dollars fines, that would be two months. Yeah, two two months. All right. Did did, did it take you 
five minutes to do that math? Uh, no, I <laughs> finally decided to actually do the uh, math. Circumference of uh, polygons <laughs> squared uh, multiplied by my division no, calculus. I, uh, I was trying to read through this article four. to see if they actually mention the, the exact time, time frame because I also don't know whether or not they were like charging interest and compounding mm, those fines. Good and question. Wasn't paying, so it's late. So they would do know, that. Yeah, That's the kind that, of thing they would exactly. Do. Uh, sure. Your fine would be forty dollars, except that we do have a one hundred thousand dollar processing fee. Late fees. Yeah, here we <laughs> exactly. go. Her house. They say she owes them $32,000. I mean, I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I've had because of the city of Dedeen. Just trying to think of what to say to them. Just like, have them leave me alone. The Kill yourselves. Just a bunch of bullies. <laughs> that's what she should say to them. Yeah. So a thick in here says they're a bunch of bullies, and that's exactly what they are. Well, not to stand up to them. Because to stand up to him requires expensive legal help. Sure does. Ficken managed to get that legal help for free from the Institute hey, for Justice. Cool. A law firm that defends individuals abused by government. Right on. It's lawyers portraying themselves in this video as Western heroes ready to punish bad guys. Say many cities now pad their budgets by imposing excessive fines. The North Carolina city find a local church, $100 a branch for excessive tree pruning. <laughs> Private citizens are being essentially extorted by their governments um, and find incredible amounts of money for really, really small violations. And if you can't pay the fine, They'll take your home. That's right. The city of Dunedin Code Enforcement Board authorized the city attorney's office to file foreclosure actions. The city attorney of Dunedin in the last year has sought permission to... Well, we didn't want to take the guy's house. It hurts us to take his property. We don't want to see anyone put out into the street. But that's exactly what they're willing to do. They want to see horrible things. And it's like... You know, I don't actually necessarily want to see anything bad happen to any of these people in, in these... The city council you know, and the, the enforcers? Council, but I do want to see them quit their jobs immediately. Please yeah. quit It's your, like another one of these things. Yes. Quit your job. Quit your job. But they're rolling in cash. Yeah, well... Yeah. I mean, look, right. this yeah, is a beach community. Bank, okay? bank robbers, can, if they get away with it, they roll in cash yeah, too. But the know? pendulum it, swings, and these guys can only not represent and steal from the people they claim to represent for so long before... Uh, they can get away with it forever. What are they going to do? You think so? What are these people going to do? They can't sell their house because oh. the, the, the city oh. has put liens on the house. So if you try to sell the house, well, then guess what? So let's say it's, you know, it's a beach community, right? These might be some fairly valuable uh, properties in general. Uh, you've acquired $40,000 in fines. Your home is worth $200,000. Somebody bids on it you know, for $180,000, you know, whatever sale you try to do. And then you lose forty grand out of that uh, out of that sale because the government comes in and takes it before you get anything out of it, as I understand it. Yeah, well, but I think that at some point, these uh, politicians and these, uh, I want to call them scoundrels, but we call them politicians that claim to represent people, but are really just like stealing and lying. I feel like- You think they get voted out? Go- <laughs> I don't think voting is- What's going to happen? It. Well, I feel like at some point people are going to get fed up with not being represented and charging, being charged increasing fees that eventually they're going to start saying no and really meaning it. Are they going to stop paying property taxes? Well, I, I, we're going to find out what happens in the future. The future will tell itself. I mean, let's just hope Dunedin doesn't find out uh, the lesson that Granby, Colorado learned, which is, you know, you keep messing with individuals. Sometimes they mess back. <laughs> we're coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up 
anything that you want. Our number is 855-453, like freedom. And we got time for you. 855-450-3733. Our Discord on-air call-in line rooms are open and available over at discord.lrn.fm. And by the way, I want to say thanks to Joe, Joe Maraca, who is a Free Talk Live platinum amplifier, meaning Joe contributes 25 bucks a month uh, to the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a way for you to contribute to what we do here. That is to say, helping us get on more radio stations. We have 205 radio affiliates coast to coast and beyond in the United States, as far away as Guam, as a matter of fact, uh, that air this show at various different times throughout the week. We could have 300. It just takes money. It takes time. It takes effort. So you can help us advertise, market, and promote. Joe's going way above and beyond. You know, the Joe's Call a long Duty. timer. Yeah, a long time <laughs> amplifier. In fact, he was hanging out with us at Fork Fest uh, this year, which was super cool. And uh, you can do it for five bucks a month. That's what we ask for over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use PayPal. You can use credit card and Bitcoin BTC. You'll get some cool perks like access to the supporters chat rooms on our Discord server. There's also a uh, Facebook group for those of you still hanging out on Facebook. It's actually a pretty decent group there. Uh, So get on over to amp.freetalklive.com, please. And thank you for doing that. Uh, It makes a big difference for us. It's ampamp.freetalklive.com. A little bit more here from the Stossel video about a man, but not the only man, just the latest man, uh, who's being targeted by a town in Florida. Not the only town in Florida that does this. Not the <laughs> only place in, you know, Florida's not the only state. This happens everywhere. Uh, and it always happens to people who sort of like blindly stumble into it. They're like, my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were able to get through your life so without uh disruption that you were so innocently not aware of all of the tyranny that has been going on around you because buddy you aren't the first and you won't be the last there's this kind of crap happens all the time i remember another florida story out of orlando a few years back several years uh they were going after a young couple because they planted a garden in their front yard oh you can have the garden it just needs to be behind a fence so it needs to be either in the backyard or if it's on the side yard, it's got to be behind a fence. We don't want to see your garden. Right. It's This is about the community, okay? We don't want to see your vegetables. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that's what was happening to these people. So um, I'm glad this guy was able to have such a nice life and, you know, get into retirement age without ever having to have the government screw with him like this. Uh, but this happens to so many people, and they're helpless they interviewed this other lady in here. She's like, yeah, I owe 33. They say I owe her $30,000. They went after her for like a hole in her stucco and a couple other nonsense uh, so-called violations. And uh, how's she going to pay it? She didn't look like the uh, the most wealthy lady. You know, this is a beach community, but beach communities have their poor sections of town, too. And as they pointed out here, if you pay anything, then they're just going to keep finding problems. So you'll keep paying the fines and keep Jumping through their hoops. Foreclose on 18 properties. That violates the Eighth Amendment, says the Institute for Justice. It not only protects us from cruel and unusual punishment. But right next to that in the Eighth Amendment is a protection uh, to be free from excessive fines. Huh? Our founders, they recognize that the ability to fine... Well, how do you define excessive? Uh, what does it mean to be excessive? I mean, $500 a day, it's just... 
that's what they're trying to just it's there to dissuade people we don't we don't really want to find them it's just we want to dissuade them from doing the things that we say are bad with our property meaning the government's property because you know it's not really yours if you stop paying taxes they're going to take your house from you is the ability to cripple. Um, and it's one of the ways, other than incarceration, that government can really oppress. If mm-hmm. governments can, they will. So we should be grateful for the Eighth Amendment. It protects us from excessive fines. And it's doing a great more job. excessive than politicians <laughs> taking your home because you didn't cut your grass. Well, hopefully... Uh, this IJ lawsuit will actually get to the point where maybe it could overturn that uh, regulation. But what would that do? Would it actually make it so every other jurisdiction in the United States that's got a $500 a day fines all of a sudden going to update that to $5? $50? Right. What? Where is excessive? Where do they draw the line on that? Has that ever been done? Has there ever been a lawsuit that has gone so far as to actually you know, set some sort of precedent in this area? Because if it did, the people in Dunedin didn't hear about it because they still have a $500 a day fine. And then did they make it as a percentage of your income? You know, like, what are they, you know, like, oh, it's not excessive if you're... Well, yeah, that's all we need now is the government, uh, local government, to know what your income is. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see how this particular case shakes out. I don't know if we'll get an update on it because, you know, we don't know if... This a lot of times when a uh, news report happens, you don't always get the follow up on that that news report. You don't get the two years later. Oh, by the way, here's what happened with this man with the lawns uh, court case. As interesting as it would be, and you know, if you're in the Dunedin area uh, and you happen to see any updates on this case, please send them our way because I would love to see. You know, it's great that IJ's picked this up. I would like to know, has IJ, which is, by the way, the Institute for Justice, as they mentioned, it's a, it's a great organization. We run ads for them gratis on the Free Talk live streams because they do good work. They're an actually pretty liberty-friendly organization. They do a lot of stuff like this where they take somebody who can't afford an attorney who's being just crapped on by the local governments or state governments or federal government, and they uh, they defend them in court. Has this happened previously with uh you know these ridiculous fines and if so what were the results i mean honestly i don't know i have not followed you know it's it's rare like i said that that you can follow one of these situations all the way through to the end sometimes they'll resolve themselves with like a settlement right so that could be something that the dunedin uh case does so if they're suing or counter suing and i wasn't i don't remember i don't know johnson if you recall or maybe you saw it in the tampa bay article but is IJ countersuing on this, or is it just they're defending him in this particular court case? Uh, he said he wasn't countersuing, so it was with the dollar, right? So uh, it does not sound like he's countersuing at all. So this is just a defense. Him. They're just yeah. defending him in the in the case brought against him in this in this case. So what they could do is they could just come to an agreement, and they could be like, "All right, look." This has been a lot of long process, and we're willing to settle. Okay, we we don't want nobody wants to go to trial on this. Nobody wants to go to trial. It takes it's expensive. It's going to be expensive for us. It's going to be expensive for the taxpayers. It's going to be expensive for you, IJ. How about we just call it a day, Mister? What's his name? I forget his last name at this point. But uh, you know, if a homeowner, he can just cut a check for five thousand dollars 
and uh, or five hundred. You know, they'll they'll lower the amount to some, right. you know, some amount that makes it so they get their blood out of the stone. Just a little. And uh, and then, you know, they can make the fines go away. We'll go ahead and waive the rest of the fines. Just go ahead and pay. That way you're admitting you were wrong. That way you're admitting that you owe us, that we're in charge of your property. And then we don't have to go all the way. to. Nobody wants to go to the Supreme Court. That could take years. And if and it would, it would avoid them having a judgment against them. It would avoid the the city losing the case. It would avoid the potential. Then they look bad. Right, well, and it would right. be hard for them to keep doing this to people. It could overturn the idea of a $500 a day fine. Now, again, the Supreme Court, of course, wouldn't have any obligation to answer that question. If they did end up, uh, let's say, going to trial, let's say, dude wins or loses either way, and it gets appealed by either side, and it ends up going to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court can reject the case entirely. They're not obligated in, in any case to actually take the case, as I understand it. Um, and if they do take on the case, they can sort of decide what questions of law to really address in that case. Again, if I'm wrong about this, I'm not an attorney. Please correct me on this. Uh, Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. So even if this case got to the Supreme Court, it may not actually set the precedent that everybody hopes that it might set because the Supreme Court might just ignore that. They might just answer a different question uh, of law right. about that. So, I mean, the odds that this is – it's again – I'm grateful to see IJ take this on. It has the potential to do something. At the very minimum, they're giving this guy the ability to defend himself, and that's awesome. And they, they're a good organization because of that. Um, they've done other cases. I think they were the in the Kelo decision in New London when they were stealing people's properties from them for the commercial construction that they did years ago. I don't know if you guys remember, remember that case, but mm-hmm. it was an amazing uh, case that set a terrifying precedent where they basically – the. Uh, courts ruled that the government can steal your property and give it to a private developer oh you're talking about the the kilo case. the kilo case yeah out of new london i think ij uh took that case on and unfortunately they lost it uh so we continue tomorrow night you can join us online between now and then check out johnson on his website libertyminded.com order official free talk live t-shirts and some other cool liberty gear and uh, we'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime you can join us over at freetalklive.com On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. Your amp will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com.